ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி மீட் வித் அ ஜெனரஸ் லேடி அஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு த்ரீ தேர்ட்டி த்ரீ பென் பை அண்ட் அனானிமஸ் போயட் செட் இன் த கேட்டகிரி ஆஃப் வாகை திணை ஆஃப் விக்ட்ரி த வேர்ஸ் டாக்ஸ் அபவுட் த சென்ஸ் ஆஃப் கம்பேஷன் அண்ட் ஃபேர்னஸ் இன் த மிட்ஸ்ட் ஆஃப் அண்ட் இம்பவரிஷ்ட் சுச்சுவேஷன் நீருள் பட்ட மாறி பேருரை மொக்குள் அண்ண பொகுட்டு விழிக்கண் கரும்பிடர் தலைய பெருஞ்செவி குறுமுயல் உள்ளூர் குறும்புதல் துள்ளுவன உகழும் தொல்லை மன்றத்து ஆங்கன்படரின் உண்க என உணரா உயவிற்று ஆயினும் தங்கினிற் சென்மோ புலவிர் நன்றும் சென்றதற்கொண்டு மனையோள் விரும்பி வரகும் திணையும் உள்ளவையெல்லாம் இரவல் மாக்கள் உணக்கொள தீர்ந்தன குறித்து மாறு எதிர்ப்பை பெறா அமையின் குரல் உணங்கு விதைத்தினை உரல்வாய் பெய்து சிறிது புறப்பட்டன்றோ இழலே தன்னூர் வேட்ட குடிதொரும் கூட்டு உடும்பு செய் பாணி நெடுந்தேர் வல்லரொடு ஊரா வம்பு அணி யானை வேந்து தலைவரினும் உண்பது மண்ணும் அதுவே பரிசில் மண்ணும் குறிசில் கொண்டதுவே we are still in the boundaries of being generous not in prosperity but in poverty the poet's words can be translated as follows with round eyes akin to huge bubbles that pop up in water when heavy raindrops fall a head above a black neck big ears is the small hair that leaps and frolics in the short bushes within the town near the center filled with holes and burrows many even if there is no one to alleviate your tiredness and say eat please stay there before you leave o poets when you do seeing you arrive with affection the lady of the house knowing that all the millets they had has been spent as it was rendered to supplicants as food and since she was not able to get back what she had lent to others she would gather clusters of millets on the pounding stone that had been set aside for seeding to cook the same for you the thought of letting you leave empty handed will not cross her mind even a little bit in the assembly of the tribe of hunters in her town with the leather of monitor lizards to cover their arms ride charioteers of great kings with tall chariots and elephants adorned with golden ornaments even if those kings were to come to her home they would eat the same food for whatever he gains by winning over other kings the leader simply showers upon his supplicants let's delve into the details the poet starts by calling our attention to a sight most of us must have seen and relished the appearance of a huge bubble when a raindrop falls on a water body that bubble has been sketched for us to place it in parallel with the eye of a hare continuing with the description of this hare the poet says it has big ears and a head that rises above a black neck the round eyes and big ears we are familiar with but what is this mention of a black neck 
only when I searched for an image of an Indian hair, I came away stunned by the truth of this acute description, for those images showed a striking black patch at the back of the animal's head in the neck area, even when the hair had brown fur. I saw a modern photographer and an ancient poet shake hands on their vivid captures of this wildlife for posterity. Returning to the verse, we now learn that the poet has talked about these peppy animals only to say that they are prancing about in the town centre amidst the burrows there. What does this mean? That unlike the rich towns with heavy human habitation, here these town centres are not well maintained and so has been claimed by wildlife, as was the case with many animals claiming streets of the world during the COVID lockdown. The poet continues saying, even though the town centre is in such a state and there seems to be no one to ask the visitors to eat, the poet insists that they stay there. To explain the reason for this request, the poet visits the house of the leader where his wife knows there are no more millets at home because all of it has been given away. Even so, she would run to the pounding stone where a few clusters of millets have been kept aside to be used as seeds for the next season. Not minding their future purpose, the lady would cook the same and render unto those visitors, the poet connects, stressing that she does not have the heart to say no to them. Following this with a missing line about the tribe of hunters, the poet then goes on to talk about the gloves made with the skin of monitor lizards that charioteers of kings use in their work. The poet adds that even if those great kings with immense wealth and resources were to visit the home of this leader, they too would eat the same humble food being offered to these poets. He concludes with the words that this is because the leader knows not the act of keeping his trophies to himself, but always renders everything he wins to those who come seeking his patronage. Another verse which proclaims the greatness of an extreme kind of generosity, of not saying no even when there is nothing. While that is repeated, what's different here? is the mention of how both the supplicants and the kings would be treated the same and there's no variability in treatment because one is all-powerful and the other has nothing to give. That is a noble virtue that we can relate to. But most of all, what shines in my eyes is that image of the water bubble transforming into the eye of an Indian hair with its black neck which then leaps around the spaces of my mind, painting a smile on my face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.